there, welcome back to episode 2 of Progression Over Destination. Apologies for the delay in getting another episode to you. Life got in the way and we're determined to do this more than ever now, given our current situation. Sit back and enjoy the ramblings of myself and Matthew Price getting to know the ins and outs of this week's guest, Daniel Reese, aka Jimmy, of Zebrano Woodcraft. Thanks guys. What? <laughs> hey, what's up guys? Uh, back with another episode about six months on from the last one when me and Pricey did an hour and a half of just yeah. tra- absolute crap. Yeah. Today we are going to be joined by Jimmy. Where is it? Daniel Reese of Zabar. There he is. All right, boys. How's it going? It's great to be here. Thank you very much. I hope that you're all staying safe and quarantined and enjoying enjoying your time down. Trying. Can you just uh, make sure that you uh, get your hands sanitized before we start this uh, digital meeting? I'll get my, I'll get my antiseptic wipes out. I haven't got any here in the cabin. Oh, I touch my face, but I've got clean hands, so does it matter? I don't know. I've got a dead penguin next to me, so it's all right. Cool. <laughs> so <laughs> this is episode number two. two. We haven't got a title for it yet because we've not made the title. Mm. How about Got Wood? Got Wood. Yeah. We're going to call it Got Wood. <laughs> we got wood, boys. We also got anti back. <laughs> got wood, got anti back. W- wouldn't it be nice? So, <laughs> can you do us a favour, Jim? Yeah. Um, and state your name, your occupation, and your favourite beige snack. Oh, nice. My name is Daniel Reese. These guys know me by my nickname, Jimmy. I operate a online business called Zebrano Woodcraft, where I create and sell uh, custom rings made with exotic materials like whiskey barrels, Damascus steel, dinosaur bones, and precious metals. And my favorite beige snack probably be a, a, a corn... Uh, what do you call them? A corn, a corn scotch egg. Corn scotch egg. Yeah, man. I like a corn scotch egg. What about the Japanese scotch egg? <laughs> Have you ever had one of those? I love a Japanese scotch egg only as a tattoo. <laughs> I have a Japanese scotch egg in my uh, in between my koi cup leaf. <laughs> so I don't know. What was that? Uh, Russell Kane had a bit. Like he said, uh, what was that bit? It was about scotch eggs. He said, what is the most anti-vegan food you can get? And it was scotch eggs because it has death on the outside and the potential for life on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> I love Russell Cates. He's so good. Yeah. So, um, right, we're going to knock into some questions for you, Jim. For me? Yeah. Oh. That's all about. I'm going to take my glasses off then. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, where are you located, Jim? Uh, I currently, Zebrano HQ is currently in Worthing, West Sussex, which is down on the south coast of England. Cool, awesome. And uh, is that like, is it an office, or do you want to give us a bit of background of how like you got to that place? Or yeah, this is a uh, what's this? This must be my fourth like workshop space. Uh, I started out making wooden rings on my kitchen table in my old flat. And then I eventually, uh, we moved house and I upgraded to 
pretty much like a lean-to slash like kind of like a shed. <laughs> and then uh, then I got, I got upgraded and got another workshop in like some industrial warehouse with that closed down. And then I got another wor workshop then was a shed at the back of a washing machine shop. <laughs> um, but since, well, I think it's a year to the day, actually, today, we, me and my friend uh, Damien from a company called Evon Crow Adornments, we've moved into like a really nice premises now. So we got a, like a workshop. We've got like three lathes set up and loads of power tools. It's cool. Amazing. Fast. Wow. Yeah. That's so good. Cool. Jack. Yeah. You I didn't realise you'd had so many locations. Oh, yeah, I've moved around a fair bit, man. <laughs> it's been crazy. What's the time period of that, though? How long has that been since day one? Uh, that's probably from over the last, like, five years. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, brocation, brocation, brocation. <laughs> <laughs> brocation, New brocation, brocation. Brocation. <laughs> Brocation. <laughs> uh, speaking of a uh, brocation, me and Jimmy were actually supposed to be in Abu Dhabi this week. Oh man, yeah, we were. The dunes, dude. We, we should have been. We should have been sitting on a sand dune smoking a shisha pipe right now. Yeah, yeah. with Marshall, with, with Paul, Paul Marshall, <laughs> Paul Marshall. Yeah. Special yeah. shout out to Marshall. Hi, bye. Yeah, big shout out to Paul and Marshall, Michelle. Um, who? So. A lot of stuff that we're going to come across for you, Jim, is stuff that we already, me and Jack already know, but obviously no one else knows that about you. So I probably and, don't know a lot of pricey. No, yeah, of course, yeah. Cause I you're... probably don't know a lot of this. Yeah. So, did, obviously, when you started everything, did you get, did you apply for any funding or did you literally just take the money out of your pocket and just. Yeah, no, and... man, I, I started out like with. Probably about, I think I must have invested like 50 quid in some wood veneer and like a craft knife. And like I built it all up from there, really. So, yeah, I built it up from, you know, like the bare minimum tools, like right away up to now I've got like a, a decent little setup now with. Do you have a lathe? Oh, yeah. A, oh, yes. The lathes for Love days, bro. Lathes for days. Lathes for days. So we can we can see your process as well on YouTube, Jim Comedy. What's your YouTube channel? Uh, so pretty much you can just find me at Zebrano Woodcraft everywhere. So on YouTube, it's youtube.com forward slash Zebrano Woodcraft. Um, and yeah, I upload there like, I wish I, I had like a more uh, regular upload schedule. But at the moment, like I, it's kind of like my, you know, it's not like my main income. So I just yeah. kind of upload when I can. I try and get like one or two you, videos does a it, month. Does it generate an income for you though? What, how many subscribers are you on now? Uh, I've got about 16,500 subs on YouTube. Um, it doesn't do much. Like it's, it depends the way you look at it because for actual advertising revenue, it's not much. I'll get maybe like 50 or 60 pound a month. But then there's a big crossover. So it will like promote... Uh, my actual physical products that I sell and I actually released an online course back in November as well so yeah, now like so, yeah. all of that traffic from YouTube will get funneled through to like my online course and yeah like is that Skillshare do they then generate a code for people who watch your video and then it is it through Skillshare no 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 it's not through Skillshare it's like my it's through a platform called Thinkific so it's like my own okay. course 
I was like, if I'm if I'm putting in like the amount of time and effort I need to make a course, you know, to teach people what I'm doing, then you know, I I I ain't having no one taking a cut, bro. <laughs> that money's all mine, you know. But yeah, that's been amazing. So hopefully, the plan going forward is to like transition the business more towards like creating online courses and online content. That's the plan. I guess you're probably primed for that now because people aren't leaving their house. But yeah, it's been, so. it's, well, it's been a bit of a double-edged sword because like when this whole crisis did initially start, I had like a little bit of an influx of people kind of inquiring about the course and stuff. But then yeah. now we're like two weeks in and there's like just so much content being created by like every creative person out there that now yeah. it's kind of like there's so much like noise to cut through. So actually I've seen a massive dip in engagement and views and stuff. Uh, just, yeah. just because everyone's like, ah, oh, do this maybe challenge put, um, with me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe put like something about like 5G masts in your uh, <laughs> yeah. tutorial and then you'll get loads of people like ah, yeah, we want to how to create a ring out of an x 5g mask yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the only way the 5g will hurt you is if you snort it all at once <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, with um, that in mind uh, would you make me a ring out of a hand sanitizer bottle <laughs> 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 a toilet ring, a toilet uh, roll. Uh, sort of thing. What else? And some, some pasta. You could mix it with epoxy resin. Yeah. You could mix the hand, hand sanitizer bottle with epoxy resin. Yeah. And make it out of that. Yeah, it. Like a ring of pasta, ring pasta on my finger. Yeah. Like I was pasta. <laughs> Tag the telly. <laughs> so, um,. <clears throat> Right, so, um, right, so we know how you set your business up. You didn't get any funding. Um, do you think uh, that, obviously, you pretty much have answered this question, actually, but do you think that being able to physically build things, like, it will help your business? And do you utilise your business to pay tradesmen? So, like, say, for example, you would give, like, if someone came to your workshop, built your, like, new cabinets or whatever, or service to machines you go right i'll give you a ring or you can get a voucher off me to give to someone or would you do it that way or uh, do you pay for their service or do you give your skill as the uh i'll be honest I've, I've never really done a lot of like uh bartering with people really to be honest yeah. um I, I really haven't actually had to pay for any tradesmen or anything so i i, I gotta say no for that to be honest no. it, well I'm, I'm of the opinion that like you know got to keep the economy going so if i want to pay for something or if i've got to pay for something i'll pay the other tradesman do you know what i mean or pay them uh or pay them in exposure <laughs> oh, exposure yeah uh, well, you know yeah I'll, can you um i'll pay you in exposure but can you can you expose that picture of the dog behind you and tell us the story behind that as well <laughs> <laughs> i'll never get it and I'll have to take my cans off a minute. <laughs> right, hang on. Hang on. So this is a, a beautifully rendered... 
pencil. Wait, can you put change. the wizard hat back on? I gotta put the wizard back back on. All right. Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. Hey. You, can't, you can't do half an interview with a hat on and then on. Oh, God, hang on. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. This is a beautifully rendered pencil drawing of a. What is it? Some kind of like a spaniel? Some kind of a cocker spaniel or something? And uh, I won it at a charity raffle because, like, they were, my girlfriend dragged me along to some, like, posh charity raffle. And uh, it was, like, I don't even know what it was for. It was, like, for, it was, like, some dog chat, like, loads of dogs were getting ill with some random disease on the South Downs. And they were doing, like, a fundraiser. And so uh, I went along. Like, £10 a ticket it was. £10. That cost me, but. That's the best I've ever I tell you something amazing, though, I haven't told you yet. The other day, yeah, I was all, like, you know, freaking out about, like, coronavirus and all that, thinking, like, oh, God, how am I going to survive? Like, how much money have I got? Checked my bank, right, on my fucking, on my banking app, and I won a thousand pound. On what? Yeah. Uh, Well, it was on the, it's this blood, blood cancer charity called Bloodwise UK. And I basically, one day, randomly in Tesco, it was a couple of months ago, like in January, I got chatted to them, and they were like, oh, do you want to enter this weekly raffle? It's like £5 a month, and you get entered into like a lottery every Friday. And uh, yeah, you can win like up to £10,000. And I just, I won. Like last week, I won £1,000 from Bloodwise UK. Banging. Bloody hell! Yeah, man. Big shout out. Big shout out. Shout out to Bloodwise UK, bros. You need you need to, you need to, you need to, you need to figure out a way to run your charity better. I've only paid you fifteen quid and you paid me a thousand. <laughs> How the hell are we gonna find segues into other questions when we go off on such tangents? Like Alright, listen. I told you, didn't I? Give me half a bottle of Pinot Gris and you won't fucking shut me up. Right. Okay. So the next. So I find that I do this a lot. Uh, I had a pretty bad spell, spell of it the other week, where I was comparing myself to others within my industry. And I follow another company, uh, printing shop in Arizona, and my God, their content is just absolutely incredible. Yeah. Do you find, like, how do you feel about the other people within your industry? Like, are they approachable? Are they super friendly? Yeah, like, man. Yeah. Do you ever find just- like comparing yourself to it all uh yeah yeah definitely like um well I, i've made like oh because i've been doing it for so long now like i've made collections connections with like lots of other ring makers like all over the world and I guess uh, you're part of- most of them oh, are like right. really sound oh. they're really really nice people um so you know yeah. a lot, like a lot of us will um yeah so uh, com- comparison. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard not to compare yourself to other people, and especially when, like, you know, you might spend, like, eight hours, ten hours making a YouTube video, and you put it up and you get, like, 50 views, and then you see someone else who's, like, just done, like, the bare minimum, and they, you know, they get picked up by the algorithm, and they get, like, 30 million views, and you're just sitting there like, yeah. my video was better. But I don't know, yeah. I just... To be honest, I kind of just keep I, my head down I, now. I'll just that. carry on. Yeah. Just, like at the end of the day, like I'm, I like to make content which like I would like to watch, which is 
normally like not very serious. It's normally pretty lighthearted. Shows you how to do something, yeah. or you get at least get a laugh out of it. Whereas like a yeah. lot of the other like makers who I compare to, they are more like you know they're like super educational, or they're they're making like really edgy DIY videos. Like, you know, with, like, blurred-out backgrounds and, like, slow-motion dust coming through the window and stuff. And I'm just, like, you I know, love... I'm, I'm pretty ghetto, like, do you know what I mean? I just, like, set up a camera and just do wherever and just have a laugh, you know? So... I can see, like, where your animation background has come from, and I can see, like, the way you creatively put things together. And there's, there's always, like, a really good narrative to you. Like, oh, to thanks, bro. Thank you, man. Cheers. Yeah. Sorry. Do you watch Do you watch Colin Fears on YouTube? Oh, man, I love him. I love him. He's I, I, he's such a he's beast, so though. He's got like he's got like what is it? Nearly like 10, 10 million subscribers. Ten, yeah, ten million. But his videos are so they're so they're so raw. They don't need any fancy schmancy bollocks. It's just straight to the point, and it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, pretty much. And it's, he's always doing something like absolutely ridiculous, isn't he? Like shooting ten thousand fireworks at ten thousand fireworks. Making yeah, yeah, or like just like making like a hover tank or something. He just does like, and he's just so outrageous, isn't he? He's so energetic. So yeah, I know yeah. what you mean, man. Like that's. Yeah, like, I like I like I like maker videos when they're fun like that. Do you know what I mean? There's there's too many. Yeah. Of just like you try to like watch something like oh how do I I don't know make like a coffee table or something, and it's just mind-numbingly boring. There's just someone. Just... I know. So, do, is there anyone like on these sort of YouTube channels that you'd really want to collaborate with, given the opportunity? Uh, I I, I feel kind of uncomfortable like um, doing collaborations with people because. If I'm honest, I feel like I'm stumbling around in the dark and I don't know what I'm doing half the time anyway. So uh, I wouldn't want to drag someone into my they, game. My they game probably watching. feel the same about them. They probably feel the same way about themselves. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't want to drag anyone into my chaotic production. Just be like, ah, oh, I, I wouldn't know what to do. I honestly wouldn't know what to do. And you know, like I think like the guys who are like, you know, they've got a bigger subscriber count than me. Or like you know they they're a bit more like professional, <laughs> they're a bit more like respectable, and they've got four K cameras and you know lots of fancy camera yeah, work. Well, that doesn't mean shit though. If they can't, if they don't have the charisma, are they wearing pirate hats? Well, no, well, you are. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe uh, hopefully I'll get out to the United States one day when all this blows over and uh, go and do a little tour and visit a few people. What's actually going on, Jim? <laughs> What's going on? I, I don't want to talk about it because uh, the YouTube video could de get demonetized. <laughs> That's a very good point. So... You, can't, you can't say it. You can't say it. <laughs> That's why I put this mask on in the background. Just inform people that the internet is being is watching us all. And yeah. All that. Sort of Basically, the world has been infiltrated by 5G terabats that have been sent from the government to, <laughs> to spy on us. Well, yes. And pigeons. Oh, yeah. 
Beds, no, beds aren't bed. real. Have you seen nothing called beds aren't real? There's like a conspiracy. Yeah. They, they think that be, beds spy camp the government. <laughs> that is that is that your like um, motto motto or like mantra, Jimmy? This beds aren't real. Beds aren't real. What's, what do you kind of live by? Do you live by anything in particular? What's my mantra? Yeah. Yeah. Is it beds aren't real? <laughs> Uh, oh, I don't Those know. Like wiggy my mantra, <laughs> my my favorite mantra comes from an "Every Time I Die" song. I was inspired by "Every Time I Die" song. It's like if Ooh. you're gonna if you're gonna do it wrong, then you may as well do it right. You know. Cool. That's good. That's like that's that. a bloody good mantra. You know. That's a good mantra. <laughs> <laughs> um. Right. <clears throat> Uh, well, what sort of things do you do to wind down, Jimmy, apart from the obvious sitting around in pirate hats, drinking, <laughs> doing... Well, no, you've missed, out, you've missed out two questions in that. Well, well, you haven't been talking. You've just been sat there looking like the background. I <laughs> <laughs> was a banging segue as well. Going from every time I die, like, do you find that that music like inspires you or like yeah. what yeah, yeah you tell me jack <laughs> <laughs> yeah pricey yes definitely like, i like uh, on? I, I definitely wanna um you know i, I wanna i want my customers to know that i've got a little bit of rock and roll in me because i feel like that yeah you know whenever i get people coming to like visit me to come for a ring consultation you know the, a lot of the time they're like <laughs> They're like, oh, put on Holy Diver and let's have a few beers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I like to, you know, I, I feel like my ideal customers are pretty much like me anyway. So, you know, they're, they're yeah. interested in the same sort of thing as me, which is, you know, rock and roll and lifting weights and drinking beers, bruh. Banging riffs. Meet your rights. Meet your rights. Meet your rights. Damascus Steel. Yeah, so apart from the obvious, you're not going to any gigs before long then, Jim. No, man. What was the last one you went to? I went to see Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes in Ooh, Alexandra Palace. That was... Nice. It was in like February, that was. Yeah. Uh, and it was... Yeah, it wasn't that good, actually, bro. I didn't enjoy it that much. Oh. I, th I thought I'd enjoy Frank Carter too. a bit more. But it was... It was um. He played more of his like a lot, lot more like the soppy songs. You know what I mean? On the love songs and that. And uh, it wasn't as yeah. raucous. It wasn't as raucous as what I would have liked. <clears throat> I saw Architect uh, back, fucking was it last year? Maybe sometime. Yeah. The first time they played a show of Ten Thousand Cat, and it was just insane. It was so good. Yeah, I've seen Architects, man. I I seen them with Every Time I Die a few years ago, actually in London. <laughs> Epic yeah, show, I'm not, man. I'm not I actually, every time I die. when when they played "Follow the Water," right, I, a tear came from my eye. I was like, "Oh, well oh. up. I was, I got so emotional over it. I was like, "Oh," <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, this did architects," and I started getting emotional now. Right, Jimmy. Yeah. Have you ever found that you feel overwhelmed with the way your business runs, overwhelmed with customer needs, or what is needed of you in order for your business to run? Yeah. All the time. All the time. How do you deal what with do you, it? How do you deal with it? 
Ah, uh, uh, poorly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, it is very overwhelming. You boys run businesses. Obviously, there's a lot of things to consider, isn't there? You know what I mean? And especially uh, like in my business, I sweep the floors, I make the rings, I do the tax returns, I do all the marketing, I do all the promotion, I make the stupid videos. You know, I, I respond to all of the DMs and all the messages. And it's just like a lot. There's a lot of stuff to consider. So like I never really ever switch off. Um, but at the same time, like I really enjoy it. You know, I love I love <coughs> hustling and kind of teaching people and all the different elements. I love it. So I don't know. It never kind of gets too much of a grind for me, if that makes sense. But then there are days where it's like it's nice and sunny and everyone else is out like down the beer garden or whatever. And I'm just sort of stuck in my workshop making rings. You know what I mean? And that, it, it, it gets tough then. I don't know. You, I don't know. I just guess you build up a bit of a mental resilience and just get used to sort of being yeah. on your own. And Did you ever see yourself doing anything else than what you do right now? Yeah. Uh, being an online course provider. So like that's... <laughs> the provider. And uh, well, yeah. And basically then just, you know, just be making more content rather than actually physically making products. That's, yeah, yeah. That's it. See, now that that for me is is a weird one because I thought you'd always be one, wanting to be on of tools. Because when I started my little business, I always thought I was going to be screen printing, yeah. like from day one. Yeah, I did about a year and a half, two years, well, a year and a half probably, and then I employed somebody, and then they started screen printing, and I took over the quoting and and all that side of things. I really. Since since this whole shit that's going down now, yeah, and and having to fill in my staff, my friends, let alone my staff, I found being back on the tools is so much fun. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think um, I, I guess I've reached a point now. Maybe you did as well when you were like super busy all the time, and you're kind of doing these repetitive tasks, like making the same thing over and over again, and like it gets yeah. a bit like it kind of kills the joy of it sort of thing. So I think like if I could yeah. be making, you know, the large meat of my income with like, say like my course or, you know, through advertising revenue on YouTube, then I could actually be like making projects for fun, just for like the sheer joy of making something again, rather yeah. than like <clears throat> the, the commercial kind of element. Yeah, that's cool. I'm literally designing a pack of cards at the moment. Oh, sick, man. And I'm going to green print a deck of 52 cards so i've got the i've got the first set of royals but i've got to do the other three yeah but bang that's, that's my time down are you gonna have like charles and camilla on it <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm gonna have um carol baskin <laughs> i started drawing carol baskin and the oh let's have a look let's have a look i would definitely want to see that yeah, i'll send it to the boys um I Give me a no, show it on the screen. Everyone's gonna see it. Well, I yeah, definitely, I definitely want to see like the pricey version of the Tiger King. So, so I don't even see this. Oh, you can't see that, bro. Where's he going? Right, there he is. Cow bloody basket. <laughs> oh, that's pretty Stop good, man. Bro. bro, that's pretty good. good. Guarantee something, Well, I've got to put the tiger stripes on him. He's going to have tiger stripes coming up his neck. And I'm going to cover him in glitter. 
Wow. Yeah. Absolute <laughs> jokes, man. Very current, though. Wicked. Current. Spicy. I'll go back to what I asked you earlier on, Jim. What do you do to wind down when you're not on lockdown? What, what like, what gets I find you, uh... literally the best, the best thing that I do mainly for like my mental health is uh, it's just lifting, man. I love. I mean, like, I'm not like Hugh Jackman or Jason Momoa or anything, but it properly keeps me sane. Like, if I, you know, when the gym is open, I'll be in there three, four times a week, squats, deadlifts, bench press, powerlifting kind of stuff. Or now that What's your PB? My PBs, uh, bench press 120 for, for a single rep. I was pretty happy with that. Uh, I did a 205 kilogram deadlift, which I was happy with. And 160 kilogram squat, which is pretty good considering like my right knee is a bit dodgy. And, Have you ever uh, been involved in a three-man lift? A what? A three-man lift. <laughs> no, I know, I know your story about the three-man lift. <laughs> and I'm no part of that. <laughs> but no, I'm not exercising, bro. You got to do it, haven't you? You got to, gotta, yeah. like, it's the best thing you can do for like your mind more than your body, if anything. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And now that the but, gym is closed, bro, I'm like, what's your one exercise of the day, then, Jim? What do you? What, are you out running, or are you on a bike, or are you? Uh... Well, I started jogging again. Like I, I, I didn't normally do jogging because, uh, like the the impact is like, you know, when you're doing lots of like squats and stuff, like you don't want to then be like running around like because it's just your, your hips and knees just get destroyed. So I was just doing loads of stuff on like the rowing machines, uh, but now like the gym's closed. I've been out jogging again and like jumping on the skipping rope and. Uh, I got like a pull-up bar and a dip station and a kettlebell at home. So yeah, I've just been like doing like savage workouts at home, man. Burpees nice. and stuff. Just doing burpees until you're nearly sick, and then <laughs> then you have to stop. Sticky. My bike has been my lifesaver this for this particular time. Getting out on that, doing loads of miles. Right, when is when is your uh, when is your thing where you're cycling along, along the beach, man? Well, that's going to be cancelled now because that's April. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, and July long course weekend has been cancelled as well. Oh, no so way. Well, oh, man. This year is cancelled. What's that? This year is cancelled. Yeah. It sucks, year. man. I was I, like, I was so upset. It's still running. So I'm doing it. I have signed up for Car 10. They've moved that to September. So I, I should be able to do that, which is Cardiff to Tenby. That's charity based as well. That's, I've done that before. It's a really good. Man, really that's good like ride. a long old drive. Never mind like a cycle, right? Damn. Yeah, I hate, I hate oh. driving. I love cycling. I loved it. It was really, it's quite an easy ride, if I'm honest, like compared to other stuff that I've done, like Bellathon and all. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, um, I was really, really hoping to get to do long course this year. And I'm distraught that I haven't been able to do it. Like, when I won't be doing it. But I'm sure there'll be other things that'll pop up and I'll just sign up for those instead. So, you have to just... make, make your own tough mother in your house, man. You have to make yeah. a tough cradder. <laughs> I built, built a skate ramp this week, so... Build an obstacle course in front of your toilet so like every time you, you bust in the go, you have to like, I don't know, do some monkey bars and climb over a wall. <laughs> tough Tough cradder. <laughs> tough cradder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, 
Okay, so um, awkward question, really, but where do you see your business in a year's time? Do you think it's going to be like, especially now from this situation? What do you What do you think? That's a That's now? a difficult one. Well, um, I hope. Well, I'll, I'll still be trading, man. I think I've got funds. I've got enough funds to last, you know, a good couple of months, a good few months. Yeah. Um, and uh, hopefully everything will pick back up with a vengeance. Um, so hopefully a year from now, if I can just sort of get back to where I was before the world crisis, I'd be happy. Because, I mean, yeah. like, you know, everything was going so well, man. Like, did you guys have, like, a little, like, I don't a little, yeah. like, two or three weeks where I was, like, just sulking, pretty much. I was just completely sulking because I was, like, everything was going so well. Business was going well. You know, I was making gains in the gym. Like, everything was, like, I had loads of plans. We were going on holiday and everything. And then all of a sudden, like, the world just, like, the rug just got pulled Stop. underneath our feet, didn't there? And so I had, like, like yeah. a couple of weeks there where I was, like, properly, like, you know, sulking. But now I feel like we've just eased into, like, a new normal now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think it's taught everybody to slow down. Like, we don't need to be living at the speed that we are living at. Yeah. Like, if, if anything. And I think a lot of people will come out with this all completely and utterly changed. And, I... Like, properly sorted out. Like, like, and it, like got their chakras realigned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, chakras. Man, like, yeah. I've been, like, super impressed with, like... Uh, like the creativity that is sort of yeah. forced upon people. It's like, you know, they say, don't they? Like, like stress kind of forces adaptation. And um, yeah. yeah, it's been like awesome to see, you know, my personal trainer friends and like yoga teachers kind of going online and doing live streams. And, you know, you got like people who are chefs and they're going online and doing kind of like, yeah. you know, cookery shows and stuff. And it's just awesome. I just, I, I kind of like, it's been kind of fascinating to see what people are coming up with. Do you know what I mean? Even though we're only yeah. really like two weeks into like the serious, you know, this is basically just the start of it. So, I mean, in another six months, who knows, man? Who knows what'll happen? Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be quite nice to see a lot of people that, that you know, didn't have that option of working should now be given that option of working well from home like you know people who are disabled and all like oh yeah man yeah definitely like i think that's going to be really awesome to start bringing stuff home for people to work as yeah definitely man well i think like another thing I've, i've seen like um is whenever you talk about starting a business I definitely got this anyway when I was first starting out. People would always be like, oh, it's risky. It's always, it's risky being self-employed, you know, it's scary and there's lots of things that can go wrong. But it's like, imagine like if the only form of income, income you had was like, you could only get paid if you turn up to this one place Monday to Friday, nine to five. And if you can't go there, then you don't get paid. Yeah. That's, that's okay, way more risky than like running a multifaceted business where you can... You know, make money there's, however the hell you want. Resist. There's there's bigger risks, but the rewards outweigh the risks. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Yeah, but like this entire thing has shown us as well that it doesn't matter if you're employed because some employed people are completely and utterly fucked over now. Like and having to go to work. Like I read 
like online this week that like some guy was like making his staff go and build unnecessary buildings. Like he was, and he's refusing to like keep his okay. work. Yeah, he's, he's refusing to keep him off work um, because they're classed as key workers because they're builders. <laughs> you know, there's people that are in really bad situations that are coming out of this, but I've already, I've already got myself to thank for or not thank for if, like, being self-employed. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> I sh should have put some st stuff away or shouldn't have, like, you know, like, like everybody else, you know, we should we should all put something away for this yeah. rainy day that we didn't expect. But, well, but we've been pretty quite lucky in England, man. I got um, a letter through from the council like the other day, and they're offering like grants and stuff to um, like small yeah. businesses with premises. So I'm hoping, yeah, we... um, hoping we'll get like a good like little cash injection to help to see us through like this rough period, um, and then yeah, I reckon I think things will pick back up. Like, and when they do, they'll go like beast mode. We'll go from like zero to beast mode <clears throat> real quick. So I think yeah. uh, take advantage of the harm before the storm. That's because... lockdown where we, I don't know, I'm probably looking into it a bit more, but we might, they might be keeping us at home a bit more because of money as well. They might not us more spending money at the minute. And then as soon as we come out of this, we're like, boom. Yeah. But it's like that it could be part of the reason. I don't know. I'm not one of those lizards. It's fun. I found like in the last, like, was it been 10, 10 days we've all been locked in lockdown now? Yeah. Um, like the first week, just people just cut everything. I had no messages, no. I was getting quote like quote inquiries on the day, like for, yeah, the clerk, but any service design work and all this. Yeah. And it dropped. And like today, like I've had about six or seven messages from people like, "Are you still working?" Oh, so really? I don't know what's changed. I don't know what's changed in people's minds. Like, I think there's definitely been like a little bit of a, like a panic buffer. But like I said, I, I'm, I feel like I'm starting to settle it into like a new normal now. Like this, this is all going to become normal. Like a week ago, there was all like novel. It was scary. Like walking into a supermarket and seeing no food. One week on, yeah. I'm kind of used to it. I'm like, oh yeah, banging, whatever. And I think like that's going to be reflected in sales as well. You know, like, well, not for me. Like I was like really busy, like when it first started. But then a lot of my customers' weddings and stuff have been cancelled now. So I think like that industry has had like a knock-on effect to me. So I don't know. Hopefully, when the weddings all do kick back off, then I'm gonna be like swamped. I think it's just a matter of now that we're all on lockdown. You know, you want to be seen as the business that's still like putting out content and still helping the customers and still providing some kind of, you know, education or entertainment or something. Yeah, so that yeah. when the when the wind breaks and the curtain curtain opens, you know, you're you're gonna be at the front of people's minds. That's that's my tactic right now anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of my employed friends as well are probably gonna be like, I'm gonna get a tattoo straight away or <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They, that's the way it's going to work. Like everyone's, everyone's probably thinking about the next time as well while they're sitting at home. I've had people yeah. like drawing stuff in gaps and then sending it to me. Like, oh, really? Can we please fill this gap in when you come back? Yeah, mega. Like, yeah. So, <clears throat> I guess, I, I, 
initially was worried about the industry, but come on, it's one of the oldest industries ever. So that process. Well, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, man. It's like it's. I was thinking about this the other day as well. Like, people are not necessarily going to want to be buying jewellery when they're not out and about, like, seeing anyone. Yeah. And it's kind of the same with tattoos as well, because it is, like, just self-adornment. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's kind of like a sort of a way to, like, express your personality, in it? Like, your, the clothes you wear or the our, tattoos our you have. three businesses, clothing, tattoos, and jewellery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if you... If you think about it, man, like if I'm not going to be going out to any parties or anything for a good few months, like I don't give a shit. Like I, I went over to like I, I FaceTimed my mate the other day and his wife came on and she's like, oh, I haven't put on a bra in three days. It's like, I look rough. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think everyone's just looking a bit rough right now. Everyone's just, you know, swamp creatures. <laughs> but as soon as, you know, as soon as events start getting booked up again, I think we're going to see a lot of people like, oh, I need to you know, I want to buy a new dress or I want to get like a, this tattoo or I want to get some cool t-shirts yeah, yeah. to go out in or something. Or, you I know. also thought like people's mindset and they would be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm this is actually the second sitting where we've recorded this podcast because I was meant to screen record the first one, but I completely messed it up. Luckily, Jack managed to salvage the audio. <laughs> then he was missing about an hour of the interview. So we've had to come back on and do it again. So uh, it was, I'm really sorry. I'm, boys, I'm so sorry. It's um, all right, it's fun. On, on the record. Um, so winding down. I think yeah. uh, what what we talked about yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, to wind down, obviously, like the business is really stressful, and you know, I do everything around you. I sweep the floors, I make the rings, I make the videos, I, I do all the customer service and everything. So it does get on top of me quite a bit. So actually, like the healthiest way I, I wind down is I like I like doing some lifting. I like going to the gym doing some lifting but obviously that's sort of out the window at the moment um and you know it's just nice sometimes it's just nice to see your friends you know have a nice relaxing meal with your friends mm. yeah but what well, we can't do that now can we well we well, can no. on zoom if you want we should all cook the same thing one night and then... <laughs> have a come dine with me I'll, <laughs> I'll send you the recipe and be like oh boys make this what do you think <laughs> oh, like the way that I did those garlic bread things myself. <laughs> <laughs> Put on some entertainment, and then we'll, we'll then we'll all go on an individual chat and, and give each other marks out of ten. <laughs> um, That's incredible. Instead of cooking, we could just do come wine with me and just drink wine. That's, yeah. that's great. Because it's got a double meaning as well. Because a, you're getting shit off your chest, and b, you're drinking wine. No one's making the shit on my chest while I'm eating it. <laughs> Not yet. Um, Make a go on yeah. your second podcast, Peroni with Jack Maroney. <laughs> oh, um, so it's a massively weird place to be at the minute for business. Where do you see your business in a year's time, Jim? Oh, man, what a question. Well, 
I hope <laughs> to still be. <laughs> I've heard this all before. <laughs> no, I hope to still be trading in a year. Um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a bit like the Avengers, isn't it? I feel like Thanos has just clicked his fingers and half the businesses are going to disappear. Mm. So, like, you never know in a year's time, could be less competition. <laughs> um, Have you secretly been making a glove this whole time? <laughs> Collecting all the. I've been setting loads of crystals, crystals into a glove, waiting for this moment. <laughs> um, no, I'll still be going. I hope that I get a bit of downtime actually to put out a lot more content, like on YouTube and yeah. you know, do a bit more kind of uh, live streaming and stuff. And uh, yeah, and I hope to be mostly selling online courses rather than physical products because uh if there's one thing that this cool situation has taught me is not to have all your eggs in one basket yeah 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 agreed um there's no overhead to the online course either you got no physical product well exactly yeah and no time investment after you've initially done it so mm. you make it once and then you can sell it over and over again yeah from anywhere in the world like a beach in Thailand. <laughs> Strong pass. Couldn't stand Thailand. Mm. No. no. Not fair. So, obviously the same sort of question because it's, it's just not a really good time to ask this one, but is there anything <laughs> exciting in the pipeline for you in the next few months apart from uh, sitting on your remote control? <laughs> May I honestly, anyone right now who is who has the luxury of being bored, I yeah. seriously envy you. Like yeah. if, if you're sitting at home, sitting on a remote control, playing computer games, or whatever, I envy you, man, because I've got so much going on. I've got loads happening. Mm. You know, I've got obviously doing podcasts, I've got loads of video content planned, I've got work to do for my online course. Um because I, I, I'd like to add to that monthly for the students. And then I've got like a weekly charity pub quiz that I'm doing as well, which I don't know if I've mentioned that already. I think you did, yeah, but we'll check it yeah. out again. Bang it up. A link in at the end. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like there's, there's loads of stuff going on, mate. I, I've got, got loads of the content to make, really. So I'm kind of like kind of happy about having the downtime, really, away from the studio to actually crack on with all the things I've been saying I wanted to do for so long. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Where are, you, are you in your studio now, then? Yeah, yeah, I'm in the workshop right now. That's um, <laughs> the last question that we're coming across, um, which was, for me, when you answered it yesterday, <laughs> it was incredible. I loved it. I loved it. And I know you on a personal level as well. So I didn't actually know this bit, but I knew you at the time of the happened. So for me now to listen to this answer is incredible. I loved it. I loved every second of listening to it. So I want to, I'm, I'm so glad I'm doing this again because I can hear it again. Yeah, this is a good but, story. So and we'll, we'll, we'll obviously cover the same sort of thing with you as well. So are there any personal life-changing moments you feel that have defined you? Um, if you prefer not to hear what has happened, that's total, to totally understandable. So state yes. And if so, what did you take from that situation to help you progress further in yourself and get to your current destination? That's a good question, mate. Still a good question. 
Um, <laughs> yes, in fact, there was a defining moment. And I'm going to tell you about it all over again. <laughs> so when I first moved to West Sussex, I was living with my girlfriend at the time. And I was kind of like jumping between lots of different jobs, like call center jobs or just like kind of dead end positions that really like were, you know, they didn't kind of give me any fulfillment in any kind of way. Yeah. Um, and like over time, I got into doing Etsy a little bit, like making rings on my kitchen table. Um, and, you know, I had like this pipe dream of like one day, I hope that I can at least make you know, just a part-time income from doing this, or if I can just at do one, like. A, at like one point, can you like make a what's it, um, like a chalkboard to take to France, a driftwood? Oh yeah, I was doing loads of weird stuff, man. I was like hustling, <laughs> just make, trying to make. You know, I was like, if I can make an extra two hundred pound a month, I made like a massive difference to me at the time. Uh, but anyway, I was working in this like call center part-time, and I really needed money. So I like signed up with like a recruitment agent and they offered me like one day's work, working in like a Waitrose car park for minimum wage. So I, <laughs> I went along to this car park job. I had to spend 10 pound on the train fare there for a six hour shift where I was getting paid like six pound 50 an hour. <laughs> so I only made like yeah. 25, 30 pound doing this anyway. And I got there. And they basically threw a fluorescent jacket on me and just sent me out into the car park, like in torrential rain. <laughs> and it was like absolutely hammering down. And sort of, I was there for like an hour or two. And like the job was basically people would drive into the car park and I would then like just show them where to park, which was <laughs> the most pointless brain dead job you could ever hope to have in the torrential rain. Did anybody not and, know how to park? Oh, there were a few people I had to guide them in. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? Um, but it was like, it was not long after, like my father had passed away. I was always estranged from my father as a child, but he'd passed away like about a month or two before. So I was in kind of a weird headspace and kind of didn't know what to do in my life. And um, like there was that moment kind of like it broke, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. There was like, you know, there'd been all this like weird kind of emotional buildup, which I'd held in. And then all of a sudden, like, stood out in a freezing cold, getting, like, soaked down to the bone and then being talked down to by posh people in Waitrose Car Park in Brighton. And I was like, right, <laughs> screw this, I'm done. And I literally just threw the fluorescent jacket into the staff room and just left and just got straight back on the train. And um, the, the recruitment agent actually, like, called me on the when I was on the train home where are you why have you walked away from the job we're not going to pay you and I was just like fine I don't even want you to pay me just leave me alone hang up on her and then like literally about a minute later I got like a little notification on my phone ping and I had an email from Etsy to say that I'd sold a ring for a hundred pound <laughs> so good I'm like that moment was just like what I was like, I could have been stood in that car park for six hours and not even made half of the money I just made. And yeah. I literally went home. I got home probably about three o'clock. I had a shower, made a nice dinner, started the ring at four. You know, I was in my kitchen. I was warm. Got to listen to some metal. <laughs> no fluorescent jacket. No fluorescent jackets <laughs> in sight. <laughs> no, and I, I made that ring and I sent it out the next day. So I like, that was a, the moment where I knew 
that despite what everyone had said, like it was possible to make like at least a like a semi decent full time living doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. And and since then I put like lots more energy into it and um yeah, and I've been full time for just over five years, coming into six years in July. Yeah, we yeah. we did pretty much exactly the same time we started off, didn't we? Like with our mm. like our own businesses, like we were on the phone talking to each other, and I remember like just chatting to you about oh, one day we'll be uh, we'll be like selling our own stuff. You'll be having yeah, stuff. man. Like we've we've like gone through that stage together, which has been great. To yeah, I, yeah. Kick, I kicked myself for not starting earlier, but then again, like it was never. I was doing disability support work, so I was pretty happy doing all that. But that I think again. Mean? In ten minutes, your your handbrake went off your car and it rolled down steps <laughs> into the disabled building. Yeah. yeah, I think um, you yeah, like I've had I've had time to think about a few different things since like we spoke the other day and uh, like what you just said then, Jack was like quite poignant. I think because like you said, you wish you'd started sooner. Yeah, and I reckon that now in this current climate, what's going on right now. There's going to be a lot of people who are think, thinking like, oh my God, I wish I'd started doing yeah. this months ago. Yeah. I just think like, no matter what you're planning to do, whether start a YouTube channel or whether you're going to try and, you know, get into graphic design or videography or anything, like right now, while Perfect. the world has stopped, is the best time to start because, yeah. you know, the, the, we're in recessions always make millionaires and you know when the world is down on his ass that's when like successful people always rise from the ashes and they're the yeah. people who got going and did what they said they were going to do right then and there yeah. so i reckon that's my one piece of advice to people is you know take the take advantage of your time off work while you've got a bit of wages coming in yeah and start like, whatever you want to get started i think a lot of people see this as a negative but I think for people who are sat doing something, yeah, exactly. You know, I've still got loads of shit I'm doing. Yeah, you know, I recorded a video for Lloyd today about like a bit of content for people like teaching kids how to draw like a swallow, like a traditional tattoo swallow. Yeah, that's going on YouTube. Um, with yeah, so I can't wait to see that properly because his son is going to edit it. So I just sent over a video on WeShare today. I've never even thought about doing these sorts of things. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it's one of those things there. What like stress always causes adaptation, and whether that's from you know you jump under a barbell and do a bunch of heavy bench presses, and then your body has to adapt and you come back the following week stronger, mm. or whether it's like you know all of a sudden you have to think of creative ways to create an income for yourself, yeah. and you'll ad adapt. And I think that this stressful time is actually gonna some good will come out of this one way or another yeah i feel like it's gonna squeeze a lot of creative people out of their shells that they're in yeah. man i've seen so many that's cool content being put out this last week like yeah. yoga instructors doing live streams and you know like artists like making cool prints and stuff you, you didn't you do an auction the other day price yeah i did an auction the other day for um nhs which raised 100 quid i've never guy paying yet but 
Yeah, you won't. Uh, I'll just put a picture up with him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Auction off the second highest bidding. Like, we've already spoken about that. That's yeah, simple. Yeah, we have, uh, yeah, but he's mentioned that he's just been too busy to do it to send me the money. So I was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. So I'll just. I don't. Uh, I don't think that's an excuse in any in any day right like, now. It's so yeah, easy like, to send money. Yeah, I could send Jimmy PayPal. twenty quid now. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Here's a PayPal invoice player, you son of a bitch. Goddamn Carol Baskin. <laughs> what, I, what I will do, because there was like two really keen people on there, like I've messaged them. Um, and what, well, I'm just going to do three, like, to, well, I'm going to do two more prints and two more paintings to give out. Um, one's going to be sea-based because the guy, well, he works on like uh, patrolling like areas of sea in Pembrokeshire. Um, so I'm, I, I might do like a second prize print, if that makes sense, or second prize painting. But I, like, I've got a commission that I've got to do as well. I'm just like, oh yeah, nice. Um, and then by <laughs> like, you know, I live so close to the woods. Like I went, went and did like some uh, social distance and exercise on my mountain bike today, which was nice. There's like no one in the woods at all. Just like yeah, my mountain bike is beautiful. Like really nice. Just. Chasing squirrels. Yeah, Good. I need to. I, think, I need to get um, back exercising again. I've got to level ninety on World of Warcraft the last uh, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no man, no, no, no. Yeah. Put, you, put that down. Again, get on the floor, do some push-ups, mate. I know. Yeah, you thank yourself for it so much. Right, so I think uh, I really want you to create uh, like a digital coloring book, man. Yeah, yeah, that could be a good shout, actually. Yeah. I really, really, I want one. I want to be able to sit down and like yeah. color in like stupid artworks. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. Okay. Cool. I'll um. I'll I'll start uh this week at some point. Um. We did vaguely discuss my old job and my poignant reason, which has made Jimmy like. <laughs> I'm looking at the screen in his face now, and he's already laughing. Um. So I'm gonna run into a little bit of a poignant moment moment for me. The moment. <laughs> the moment you realise you needed to change. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so basically, um, every day in the steelworks after your shift, you were paid to get a shower. Well, this was a massive communal shower, and you'd like try and get the warmest shower or whatever. There's like a few incidents that happened in the shower. There's like two guys and they fallen out on one shift, and one of them would put another one in the headlock. So, uh, it was, it was always like a weird place to be. I remember there was like this one guy. There's one guy who was like picking on me all shift once, right? But I didn't tell you this one. He was picking on me all shift. He's doing my head in and he was like grasping up to the boss if I had like had like five minutes break or whatever. And he'd be like laughing like muddly behind him. So like I got into the shower and it just happened to be it was just me and him in the shower. So I knew there was like one shot working next to me, right? <laughs> So I grabbed hold of this shower head and then it was freezing, right? And I like sprayed him as hard as I could. He <laughs> <Just like laughs> kept him freezing cold. He's like, stop it! Stop it! I'm telling the boss! I was like, you told the boss on me all day. We have this. But anyway. Stitches get stitches. Stitches get cold showers, boy. It was like being in prison, man. That place. It was like, there's a guy called Frank. Which was, uh, Frank, that was his name. Absolute legend. Frank Flood. Big shout out to Frank Flood. <laughs> one, of my, one of the people you meet along the way, and he's just an absolute hero. Frank actually worked 
as a tattooist in London with a guy called the Jock, who was really, really famous. Um, the really Scottish, well, he's a Scottish tattooist that used to work in London. I think it was in Soho. But anyway, so Frank, <laughs> Frank came in once, and if you were to wear your pants in the shower, it would be deemed that you were like a bit of a bit of bit of a homosexual. So you'd always get like gripe from the boys if you decided you were going to wear your pants in the shower. <laughs> so Frank came in and he's like not the guy to give bright to. He's like really old. He's covered in all these old tattoos, and uh, he's wearing his pants <laughs> into the shower. And I was like, "Oh, Frank, why are you wearing your pants, you homo?" And uh, <laughs> you turn around and he's like, "Because I shit myself, boys." <laughs> so he's like, swills his pants. <laughs> he swills his pants out while we're in the shower with him. God. <laughs> going down the central <laughs> hole of the shower, like, and he's just like scooping his pants with his, with his, uh, oh, um, scoop, with his foot. Scooping, scooping it. <laughs> scooping is yeah. such a vivid description. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he gets his pants um, in his plastic bag, and we never, we never think of anything again. So we're all stood by the coffee machine the day after. And we're like, Frank, what happened to your pants yesterday, man? He's like, you yourself today. And he's like, oh, went through the back door. My missus was cooking, so I decided to. Put their pants on the oven to dry them out. <laughs> so was, at what point did you go, right, I've had enough then. I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> we, I remember me and one of the boys, Gav, we were just laughing, like, like Al and Casey, we were just like, this is incredible. This is one of the stories that like, you'll never forget, you know. There's like loads of funny. What, like, watching some some guy called Frank scooping scoop. up his sweaty <laughs> pants in the shower. Like, oh yeah, I gotta I gotta leave, man. I gotta leave this job. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why I want to dive deeper into this, yeah, but really did you ask him? At, did you ask him at what point he'd shat himself, or did he shit himself walking into the shower? Basically, he like farted in the, when he was like in his, in his and he'd like stayed in in his pants all day, <laughs> but, like. I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. We oh, do 12 gifts in a machine. And then, like, they literally, like, park up for 20 minutes while we have a shower. <laughs> the next shift comes in, and then someone oh. it's in that exact machine for, like, the day of 12 hours. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> so great. Oh, my God. Right, well, on that beautifully brown note. <laughs> <laughs> brown. I think that will conclude the... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> The second uh, interview. Second uh, well, so, second sorry coming. for. Uh, I'm sorry about uh, the continuity errors. Uh, well, I, think I think it's quite fitting that we did two. Because <laughs> <laughs> Frank did a number two in his pants as well. Yeah. <laughs> Frankie two poos. Yeah. Nice. Oh. Well, um, guys, I hope. Thank you for having me, and I hope I get to get invited on again. Definitely. Though, uh, yeah. Just we'll... don't let me in charge of recording. <laughs> yeah, leave that to me. I figured it all out now. Yeah, we, um, we'll call you back in uh, six well, months, maybe a year or six months. Yeah. Oh, I want to be on sooner than that. I'm gonna start my own podcast with like you boys on it. It's a broadcast. It's a broadcast. No, I call it progression, not destination. <laughs> Do it.
<laughs> or you could call it progression over isolation. I gotta get Ian on next week. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Ian what? Uh, Ian, t- tell me about uh, what inspired you to open a chip shop on Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Where do you get your inspiration from? <laughs> it's all in his soul. The Mitchell. <laughs> um, do you want to plug your uh, plug your channels and plug your yeah? I I don't feel like I should be allowed to after like, my, my debacles. <laughs> but if you want to come and find me uh, at Zebrano Woodcraft everywhere, um, on Instagram, uh, YouTube forward slash. Sobrano Woodcraft. Right. Easy peasy. I meant, I meant to ask, where's Sobrano come from? Sobrano is a beautiful type of exotic wood. Ah. Only it's found so- underneath an elephant's foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a tagline. What a, what a new tagline. I knew I'd get some value out of this. <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> well, thank you very much for coming on um, the podcast. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Um, yeah, if anybody it's would like us, check him out, it's the Brown like Woodcraft. I'll see you boys on, on my podcast next week. Class. <laughs> Cheers, Safe, boys. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. As a new addition to this podcast, we'll be updating the description with show notes to help you see what's to expect in the episode. Remember, we're on YouTube and social media, and you can find us by searching Progression Over Destination. If you enjoyed this episode, then it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a review on iTunes, or by commenting on this below. It's the best way for other people to discover the show. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next week on Progression Over Destination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,